Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Love Podcast. Podcast. Hi, everyone. Today, we're excited to welcome Ula Kajtog to the podcast. Ula is a nutrition and fitness coach who believes a healthy lifestyle can be achieved with sustainable and actionable habits. She believes you shouldn't be eating boring food. There is so much more to exercising than spending endless hours at the gym. Her online nutrition and fitness coaching is designed to be simple and minimize the stress around living a healthy life. Thanks for being here, Ula. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. So... Before we get into the episode, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So I am a nutrition and fitness coach. I do my coaching mainly online and I have few in-person clients as well. And it all started, my, my journey with fitness started, oh my gosh, that makes me so old about 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's been a it's been a long time, and uh, I basically started in my early teens. I started exercising, and at that time, there was all about fitness classes. You know those aerobic classes for those whom I remember. And I started exercising because I did struggle with self esteem. My self esteem was like negative. It was just terrible. I never felt good about myself. And later on, when I started work, when I went to college and after college, it was obviously, you know, stress, which we all have it in the life. And I just kept exercising. I saw very quickly the benefits, how my mind changed, you know, the body changes, but also my mind, how much stronger I become. It helped me with self-esteem and all the other things. And then... About 15, 12 years ago, I've been in Michigan in States for 17 years. When I started living here, I realized that everyone here is very much focused on dieting. And I had all my friends going like from one diet to another. So then I did the nutrition course in addition to becoming personal trainer. And here I am today, helping people to simplify their life, their their fitness, and their nutrition. That is, that's so cool. So this leads perfectly in, but one of the myths that people often believe is that you can't work out without a gym membership, like you were saying, those fitness classes, or lots of equipment at home. As someone who pre-kids used to go to the gym four times a week, I was definitely one of those people. So since I had, once I had kids and gave up my gym membership, I just didn't work out. And thankfully, I eventually realized that you don't need a bunch of fancy gear. But what are some easy exercises to do from home when you don't have a lot of equipment? So here is the thing. You really, when you're starting, especially when person who is starting working out at home, you can just use your body. Seriously, like you really don't need that much. And you can start with simple exercising like squats or glute bridges push-ups, you can use your chair or desk, something that is stable. So I would say, you know, if you're doing push-ups, using chair, uh, put the chair against the wall. You can think about when you're working out at home, just like you would work out at the gym. You want to think about, 
focusing on the bigger muscles. So instead of doing, like I see often, you know, 50 biceps curls or working out on your triceps, we all want to have those spots pretty. But think about the bigger picture. Think about the compound movements first. So do the squats, do upper body, you know, some push-ups, some rowing. You can, if you don't have dumbbells, easy way, seriously, go to the store, get a gallon of water or two gallons of water and, and use those jars. It's super, super uh, accessible. And if you're like you, person who transitioned from, you know, pre-kids, you were able to go to the gym four or five times a week and then life changed, then you can probably, you know, get a couple dumbbells, maybe some bands and same thing applies. Focus on compound movements first, upper body, lower body, hip hinges, knee related like squats or lunges and add a couple um, core exercises and you're good to go. Yeah, that's I mean, that's incredible advice because I think the biggest obstacle that people run into is they, they go with the myth, like Megan was saying, that you need all of this fancy stuff. But I think a lot of times some common sense comes into play. Like you said, just getting your body moving and being active and you're always going to come out better than if you just weren't doing it all because of whatever rationalization we use. And I, I actually, it leads into what I wanted to ask you about because we know a lot of people and we encounter a lot of people through what we do who would say, you know, I'm not a fitness person. I'm not a runner. I would love to do that, but I wasn't born with the ability to do that, to be able to be fit, to be able to do those things. What do you think about someone who would say that? And do you feel like it's something that can be learned over time? Definitely, definitely can be learned. And here is the thing. We, I think this is, there's a lot of bias, if I can say this yes. uh, right there, but there's a lot of bias in a fit, fitness industry in general that you have to be in shape to exercising. Well, that's, that's kind of uh, silly when you think about it. You need to start, you need to start taking care of yourself. And to do so, you don't want to wait you will get in shape because quite frankly if you're going to wait nothing is going to change so i would say you know focus on yourself start if, if you're totally new and like like you said before you're not that fitness person who doesn't really like to go to the gym or you know who is not into working out start with things that you truly enjoy and we all have something that we enjoy. It can be a walking every day. It can be biking. Maybe you live in an area that offers great hiking, you know, local parks or mountains. Start with, with something, something super simple that is very accessible and then build up from there. If you want to run, why don't you start walking every day, maybe for 15 minutes? then maybe you next week you can add a couple more minutes. If you cannot do every day, then set a plan for yourself. Okay, I'm you know going for a walk Monday and Wednesday. Maybe a couple of weeks later, you can add another day. Maybe a few more weeks 
on the road, you can add, you know, instead of 15 minutes, you can do 20 minutes. Till you are feeling like, oh, that is getting a little bit too easy. That's where you can start jogging. From there, you can progress to, let's see how I feel running. And you can pull back on the time because let's say, you know, you, you were walking every day for half an hour, you start jogging and 20 minutes is plenty for you. And then you start running. Maybe you will just run 15 minutes. And the same thing applies to working out uh, what we foresee as, a, you know, going to the gym or working out at the home. Start with super simple exercise. Focus on the form. Do it once or twice a week. And then add a little bit more. Maybe you can squeeze in one more day. If not, listen, it's not a big deal. It's all about finding what you truly love and moving your body every day. Because I guarantee that you will feel great at the end of the day. That's, yes, absolutely, 100% true. I know that once I found running and realized, hey, I actually like this, that it makes me want to do it more and feel great. And if I don't go when I'm supposed to go, that's when I start to feel like, ugh, I really just miss my run. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a, like a million percent that you have to be able to find something you love. And speaking of that, do you have a favorite workout or routine that you like to do? I do. Well, so I... I'm probably one of those people who really, I do enjoy lifting weights. When I started, you know, I, at first I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I learned, then I hire a trainer. I think that's also a great way to start having a trainer, even for a few months to show. And then I started working out on my own. I love lifting weights. I love yoga. I do incorporate yoga at this point, I try to do it at least once a week. And I love biking. We go, my husband and I, my stepson, we every weekend, if the weather allows, we do bike at least 10 miles. If we can, we go for a hike to local park. Our vacations are always very active. So, yeah, I I walk the talk, if, if, if I can say that way. I just, I... I find what I truly enjoy and I focus on those things. Yeah. And I think that, that, that is such a huge thing when you're thinking about it. And it sounds like you and your husband are kind of incorporating how me and Megan do where we, we kind of hold each other accountable and we take part in each other's fitness. I feel like so often having a partner or a buddy or someone out there who can hold you accountable, who can lift you up when you might feel a little down, who can encourage you along the way. I feel like that is a huge thing and a, a huge process for anyone. And I would recommend that to anyone out there as well. Yeah, 100% agree. It's It's seriously one of the best things and you know i've heard from friends who are like well i'm single i'm like okay but then have a friend hey you know call me or call somebody else hire this is where you know having again a trainer or just anyone who will give you that little push that's that's so so important absolutely and i know for me one of the reasons and one of the things that i always kind of use would use as an excuse is when it comes to fitness and it comes to, like you said, like lifting weights or doing any of that stuff, there's almost like an intimidation factor there, or at least some kind of built-in intimidation that like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to look like an idiot. You know, I'm not going to be 
like the rock or some crazy athletic person and everyone's going to look at me and like, I'm like, like, so like there's some problem with me because I don't know what I'm doing. And I, could you speak to that a little bit? Like, do you find that your clients seem to have that, that problem, at least initially when they're getting into it? Sure. You're definitely not alone. Uh, My clients went through that. I went through that. I think this is a very normal thing that when you are new or newer to something, you have that fear of what other people will think about me. And here is what I always say. You need to focus on yourself because quite frankly, if, if, other people will think something crazy about you. It's their business, not yours. So I wouldn't worry about that. But to make it even easier, I would say, look, everyone was starting from zero, okay? Everyone, regardless if you're talking about the rock or somebody else, we all started from the same position as a newbie. We didn't know what to do and we just, didn't let the fear stop us from improving ourselves, from taking care of our health. So yeah, next time if you know if you're a new person and you are going to the gym, don't worry about the, what other people might think. Don't worry that you might look silly. If you're not sure about some certain exercise, if you're having the form correct or not, ask around. I always, you know, if, if, there, if I'm working out and somebody approaches me, I will always take that minute or two and explain people, hell, you know what, actually, you can do this way. You're, you know, doing what you're doing right now. It might hurt you a little bit. There is a better way to do it. Don't be afraid to ask. Right. That's that's super good advice because I know I always felt a little intimidated walking into the gym, but then at some point you have to realize you can ask somebody that works there. You can ask other people who clearly know more than you and you're always going to learn from them. And it's always a great resource to have. So exactly. And that's also, I think how we are, you know, building a new or making new friends at the gym. And that is, you know, especially if 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 you're a single person or your partner is not into the same way of fitness that you are, you might meet somebody that is at the same or, you know, maybe similar level or uh, somebody that is really uh, somebody who really want to help you. And hey, next time when you go to the gym, you know, that person will be there. And there you have, there is your workout buddy. Exactly, exactly. So we talked about being a newbie. What is the number one mistake that your clients make when they're starting out when they're starting that new fitness routine? And how are you helping them overcome it? So I would say most people when they start fitness routine, it's still with the mindset of or the goal, rather than a mindset of I want to lose weight, or I want to lose fat. Therefore, Almost everyone focuses on the number of on scale and everyone or almost everyone is expecting very quick results because this is what, again, you know, uh, a media or Instagram, Facebook, fitness pros are telling us, hey, you know, there's this like 21 days quick fix, you will lose 50 pounds. And I'm like, uh, no, that does not work like that. <laughs> um <laughs> But going back to the question, it's 
what I always say, you need to stop focusing on the scale. You need to stop expecting super quick results because there will be things that will give you quick results. But at the end of the day, do you want to have a quick result or do you want to really change your lifestyle? And I think this is more important in a long term. Don't jump from, you know, a program to program because just because you picked up new magazine or a fitness book um, at the library or bookstore, that doesn't mean you have to, you know, two weeks later follow something because you think you're not seeing results. It takes a lot of, a lot of time. I always say to my clients, think about that you're a turtle, not a rabbit. You don't want to hop, hop, hop. You want to be super slow. And I know that this might be like, oh, my gosh, I don't have a time. I want to do it like right now. It takes a lot of patience and consistency. And I also would say, you know, in let's say two or three weeks when you start exercising, maybe even two months, think about, don't look at the scale, but think about how you feel. Do you have more energy? Are you sleeping better? Are you feeling, you know, more sexy because you're like, hey, actually my clothes are fitting better. So I guess I'm having, you know, I'm definitely having a progress. How is your stress level? Is is your stress level lower because you are exercising, therefore you are, you know, getting better at managing that stress? Think about all those things. Also, have a plan when it comes to working out. I see often people going to the gym or even when you exercise at home, people are just like, okay, well, let me, you know, pick up a dumbbell or go use this machine and they will do a couple repetitions here, maybe over there, and they switch right away. Have a plan. Know which exercises you're going to do, how many repetitions you want to do, how many steps you want to do. Don't rush. Like I said, think about being a turtle. Take your time, be super patient, be very consistent, week in, week out. Don't stress about you have to work out five times uh, a week because if your life changed and you can right now spend only, you know, half an hour at the gym once or twice a week, work with what you have. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love I love everything you just said. <laughs> I mean... Everything you just said about it is it just makes me think through all of our journey and just all the people we've talked to. And a lot of it is always expecting those quick results. I don't know if it's like an American thing or what it is, but we expect that if we put in the work for a week or two, that it's going to give us the results for years and years and years of doing the wrong things. And we just have this in our mind that that's just what we're going to do now. One of the things I wanted to ask you about too is I know that when we start, at least if anyone's like me, when they start, they go headfirst into it. They're all gung-ho about about doing this fitness thing, doing this diet thing. Would you caution against someone who just dives headfirst and takes all of it on at once rather than, you know, like you said, like a turtle, the slow progression into something because ultimately you want it to stick. Like you said, it's a lifestyle change, not just a quick fix change. It's something that you have to commit to. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. So what I would suggest is I would look based. So what I do with my clients, 
I look at their habits, what they're doing, if they're exercising, what is their nutrition, what they like, what they don't like. And I would start with one thing. Let's say that, you know, in this case would be fitness. You want to start with fitness. You want to be really serious and, you know, it's so easy to say, like like you mentioned, the first you know couple of weeks when the new person starts, like all the butterflies, like you fall in love and it's like, oh wow, that's awesome, and then the butterflies just go away and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to the gym, <laughs> I don't want to work out, you know, if you're working out at home, be very realistic and set a goal of, hey, I'm looking at my calendar right now, honestly, I can just work out twice a week for 30 minutes. Make appointment on calendar, just like you would go to a doctor or any important meeting that you wouldn't skip and go with it. Build a habit. And, you know, there is this saying that on the internet, I should say, that it takes 20 days to build a ha- 21 days to build a habit. The truth is it takes over 60 days to build a habit. So start with one thing, focus on, you know, go to the gym, then you might add nutrition, then you might add stress management, sleep, so on, so forth, till it is really you see that over time of probably a year, you're like looking back and saying, wow, I really did achieve a lot because I focus on those goals. I also celebrate those small goals. Often we, you know, we rush because we want to celebrate this big win, which can be, you know, you're losing five pounds. But you're not celebrating that you're feeling better. You're not celebrating that you're sleeping better. You're not celebrating that you actually, you know, eat out only once this week and that's too bad because if you celebrate all those tiny wins, this is what I call this, like it will oil your machine to just keep moving and keep moving and keep moving because you're seeing that you're actually winning every other week or so. Yeah, I love I love the small wins for sure. I'm like, yes, I, I had a great week and it wasn't just because I started with my fitness, but that kind of pours over into other areas of my life. And I try to celebrate it all because it might have started a year ago with fitness, at least for me. But it's seriously come to all other aspects of my life. And it's really cool to see that. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. That That is like the best thing ever. Like I said, you know, you're looking back, it's like, well, I just started with one thing. And now it's like, holy cow. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. And I know you mentioned earlier that you're also a yoga instructor. And I know a lot of people really enjoy yoga, but others don't really understand it. So how does yoga fit into your coaching and what do your clients get out of it? So for me personally, yoga is all about breath and connecting with myself. And I hope that this, this doesn't sound like a voodoo magic because I feel like this is where many people struggle with yoga and they think that just like something crazy. It's really focusing on your breath. You know, use instead of your your lungs, use your belly, use your diaphragm where you're expanding and you, you, your breath is better. You can focus really on yourself and working on your mindset. 
So when I coach my clients, it's not just one thing. It's, you know, the, the fitness has all the other parts. It's, it's the working out, it's the nutrition, it's, it's mindset, how we are going to manage the stress better. And also, if you're looking from a typical fitness approach, Yoga definitely is adding more flexibility to your body as well as works on your balance, improves your balance. So I would add usually like few yoga stretches in the session. And if I teach strictly yoga, I actually add a little bit more of different workouts that I would have at home or for my gym clients. And yeah, it's easy to combine, you know, it's just a couple postures here and there, stretching, focusing on your breath, focusing inwards. And it's just the the benefits are huge. Yeah, I know that for us, a lot of people, if they follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, they always see us out and they see us working out and committed to fitness. So one of the number one questions we always get is, how do you constantly stay motivated? How are you able to go out and do that? So I wanted to ask you, how do you personally stay committed to your fitness? And what advice could you give for when we all have one of those days where we just do not feel like working out? What advice would you have for kind of fighting through that? I would say that first of all, motivation is overrated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know that like every it's honestly like everyone is like well you know you're like so motivated and, and that's what you guys feel like you guys are like so motivated and working out and and that's not true I think that in my case the way how I stay committed I just know how I feel after I work out or after I go for a walk or I hike or I go on a bike ride I know how I feel and I have a lot of days, or maybe not a lot, but, but there is plenty of days that I just don't feel like I want to work out. I don't feel like I want to go to the gym. I Especially when it's a rainy day or it's cold and I'm like, ah, I would just rather, you know, sit on my couch and maybe maybe see what's going on on Netflix, what the new show is uh, right now. And then I'm like, Okay, if I want to go, I will definitely feel like crap. This is what I tell myself. And I know that if I will go, I will feel better. And I have to say that every single time when I pushed myself on the days that I didn't want to work out and I did go work out, the best workouts that I had. And I felt awesome. I, it just... You have to be your own motivator if you're looking for that motivation. You cannot look, you know, on Instagram or in the magazines on on those pictures who are usually photoshopped 500 times. You just want to do it for yourself. And again, if you have a partner or a friend, team up. Have somebody who keeps you accountable. There are days that if I don't want to work out and my husband is around, He's like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't feel, you know, I have a migraine or this or that. Come on, let's go. You will just walk with me. <laughs> so you can, you know, and, and then like, I'm like, okay, fine. So we actually, we are lucky enough that like our gym is about 
15 minutes walking. So if the weather is nice, we walk. And well, if I'm going to walk and I'm already there, then obviously I'm going to walk out. So you have to trick yourself sometimes, you know, tell yourself, okay, I will go and I will just go for 15 minutes. Set a timer. And if you are done after 15 minutes, then leave the gym or, or leave their workout room or area, whatever you're, you know, or whatever exercise you're doing, whatever movement you're doing, biking, walking, go back home. But I also am, you know, 50% sure that when that alarm will go off, you're like, um, I'm already here. Why not walk a little bit more? Why not, you know, exercise a little bit more? Let me run maybe like another 10 minutes or so. So you really have to rely on yourself. And every single time, think about that you're doing this for, for yourself. You're not getting healthier for your husband or for your kids. First and foremost, you're getting, you're improving your health. You're taking care of yourself first and foremost. Then it is because of your husband, because of your kids, because of uh, something else. But you have to, you, I think this is the biggest switch that you have to think it is for you. It is your, your time. You're doing this for yourself. That is, that is all so true. And, and that's what we always tell people. It's like, well, yeah, the truth is, just like you said, I'm not motivated every day. Bottom line is most days I'm not. I'd much rather sit on the couch than go out. Like yesterday I went for a run. It was 90 degrees here. And I did, would I rather just sat inside in the air conditioning than go for a run? Yeah, I would have, but I didn't. I got out there anyway. And like you said, you feel so much better. And I would challenge anyone out there that if you question that, and if you're going to question if that's true, the only way I can prove it to you is you just have to experience it yourself because once you get out there and once you've done it, no one can take it away from you. You've done it. You've proven to yourself that you can go out there, move your body, accomplish that goal, and it sets you up for such success for the rest of that day. I would say amen to that. <laughs> Seriously, this is... You could you couldn't say better. You you honestly uh, couldn't say better. I I just I love it. <laughs> and Brandon and I are both runners, so every once in a while we'll tweak something or get it like a minor injury of some sort. But for minor or major injuries, what's the best way to handle them so that you're not totally derailing all the progress you've made? I probably will say something that is very unpopular in fitness industry and uh, among many people who exercise. But I am a true believer, take a rest. Take a rest. If, regardless, especially, you know, if it's a major injury, you need the rest. When it's a minor, it is okay to take a rest. We are taught that we have to, you know, no pain, no gain, which is another biggest bias. You, your body needs rest. Your body needs time to recover. So I would take a rest. If you're worried that, you know, your progress will be derailed because you're taking rest, unless you're taking a month off from your training, then you shouldn't be worried about losing your progress. You know, you, you didn't gain all the strength or all the in running or 
flexibility just because you were focusing on your training for a week. The same thing is in reverse. You, you, only because you're taking a break, you are not going to lose it over you know, a few days or a week, even, even two weeks. The past two weeks, your strength might get a little bit down, but that's okay. You will be, you know, you will be able to pick this up very quickly. And with major injuries, when you are really off and you're not exercising at all or very, it's very, very limited, I would say this is the time that you have to dial in even more your nutrition because being sick doesn't give you a, uh, you know, blank card to say, oh, well, I can eat whatever I want. This is actually the time where you really want to focus how much you're eating and what kind of food you're eating because you're not exercising. You, you, just, you don't want to, like, not move and then eat also, you know, three times more what you've been normally eating. And I have to say one more thing here. For anyone who, in general, has a goal of, fat loss or weight loss, nutrition is the first thing. You cannot, you will never burn as many calories exercising as you're paying attention to what you're eating. So I guess what I'm saying here with taking the time off when you are having major injury and focusing on the nutrition, this is where you are focusing even more. Let's say that, you know, your nutrition is like 70% all the time good when you're having time off, focus even more on that. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. And Ola, you've you've given us so much great information today. And before we finish up, I, I want to to ask, like, how can listeners find you? If they want to learn more about you and what to do and to get in contact with you, where would they go? What would they need to do? You can find me at... Ula K Fitness. It is U L A K Fitness. And this is my handle on Instagram. That's my handle on Facebook. That's also ulafitness.com, my website. You can email me at ula, ULA at ulakfitness.com if you have any questions. If you're on Instagram, give me a, you can give me a follow or you can simply just send me a message if you have any questions. I'm always there. I'm happy to respond and happy to help at any time. Ula, we've had such a fun time talking to you today. Thank you so much for all this advice. We know our listeners are going to love this episode. So we will we'll catch, you, catch you on social. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. I loved every single minute. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another show of Fools in Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools and Love Podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.